Your spreadsheets might be hiding bigger issues at your organization than you know of. Hello, thank you for joining us. This is What Counts, a podcast created by Trailblazer Consulting. Here we highlight proven solutions developed through our experience working with companies across various industries, and we talk about how you can apply these solutions to your company. We share our experience solving information management challenges like creating and implementing a record retention schedule, creating an asset data hierarchy, or helping with email management. This is Lee, and in this episode, Moore and I will talk about the top issues that your spreadsheets might be hiding at your organization. Thanks, Lee, and hi, everyone. Spreadsheets, we love them, we hate them, we can't live without them. In any given organization, if you talk to somebody about where'd you get that report, what's the answer to this question, how much revenue did you do last year, what's your budget projections, somebody in five minutes or less is going to pull up a spreadsheet. That spreadsheet is going to contain critical information about your business, how you run it, how you, how it's doing, how profitable you are, what's going to happen next year, what are you reporting to anybody who cares to hear from you. And at the same time, that spreadsheet has hardly any controls on it. It's all dependent on you as the user or whoever's in charge of that spreadsheet to make sure that the data that goes into it is right, that it makes sense, that it's up to date, that it matches any other systems you have. And this is true whether you are a big or a small organization, but the risk goes up the bigger the organization and the more that organization might depend on spreadsheets. So I think of spreadsheets as a symptom of silos. And silos are one of those themes that you may have, if you've heard more than one of our episodes, you've probably heard us talk about silos and how information tends to congregate in different silos of your company. It's all gathered up over here to do business, one business function. And then there's another set of data over there where somebody else is doing a different business function. And to get the two together, it ends up in a spreadsheet. So our spreadsheets are a key sign that you probably have some silo issues going on. But let's get a little more. (laughs) Sorry, but I'm just over here laughing because spreadsheets are a key sign of a lot of things. Let me just put it that way, because I find myself talking to my spreadsheet when I'm trying to figure out why did it do that? Why did that cell end up being this cell and that number? How did that happen? I find, so I think it's a key sign to a number of different things. Would you agree to that? Oh, Lee, I so would agree to that because you know how I love it when you talk to your spreadsheet while I'm on the phone. And I don't think you're the only one. I think you're in a line of of people who commune with their spreadsheets. These are the people who really depend on the data that's in the spreadsheet. But where did that data come from? That's what I'm asking as a records manager, as somebody who might want to depend on that data to demonstrate compliance with some law or regulation to back up our tax returns. Where did you get that data and what did you do to it once it got into the spreadsheet? So you talked about things that your spreadsheets might be hiding. And I have a list of three. These are the top three. There may be others. One is your enterprise systems are disconnected. They're not talking to each other. Two is the data that you're tracking in those systems doesn't match. 
So it's at different levels of granularity. You've got different naming conventions. And this is something we see over and over again, where the financial system organizes company codes and departments and cost centers. And maybe they've got a line item for a project if it's a big capital project, but more likely it's just going to roll up to a cost center. And do those cost centers really relate to the way that the organization is structured? At some point they did, and at some high level they probably do, but the data that other parts of the organization are collecting around different initiatives or different projects or different products, it's named completely differently. It's organized completely differently. And how do you match up the financial side in your financial system that's organized by cost center over here to the product data that's telling you how something works? And then the third symptom or the third thing that your spreadsheets are probably hiding is that your different parts of the organization are operating pretty independently. And when they come together, they're bringing their own data and then they're having a conversation. And the result of that conversation goes into a new spreadsheet. And this is how you get a somewhat cross-functional view. And when you do that on a routine basis, that becomes the way you're doing business. And those spreadsheets are your critical business records, not those enterprise systems that you've spent a fortune on. And to me, coming in as an outsider, looking at your information governance structure, that worries me. I'm thinking of one client we had where the fixed asset register in the finance world was at a certain level and the maintenance activities and tracking of all, all the assets was at a much lower level across the this organization. It was an infrastructure heavy organization. So every quarter when it was time to see what was ready to be depreciated or what had been written off from an earlier capital project or from the operating asset base, the finance team and the engineering team would go to a room and sit with a spreadsheet and make decisions. And that was the only place where that data came together. And it happened every quarter. They do a new spreadsheet. They'd go look at different data and come back together. And what you end up with is this spreadsheet that was a critical support document for taxes and bookkeeping that wasn't linked in any meaningful data way, data-driven way to any financial system. That's scary. Yeah, I, I'll go with scary. I think you need to add a differentiator here. Small businesses can operate from a spreadsheet perspective. Large companies, uh, there's a problem, especially if you have these enterprise systems in place. There should really not be outside calculations that are necessary to, to have to be done in a spreadsheet and then put back into a system or something to that effect. I agree. You're right. I said the risk increases the bigger the company is, but you're right. When it's a small company, one or two people, five or six people, a person can keep track of where's that data? How are we putting it in the spreadsheet? What's the history that's going on here in the spreadsheet? Some people do a better job of documenting what they've done to their spreadsheet, but <laughs> there's those are options. And it's it's something you can get your arms around. But if you're a company of a thousand people, 5,000 people, a public company, that, and you have enterprise level systems for finance, for your operating world, for if it's assets or it's oil pumping or it's manufacturing, whatever your, your operating enterprise systems are, that's where your data needs to live is in those systems that have 
security around them and have controls around them and have access to who, an audit on who's making changes and who's adding data. You want those systems to be the source of your data for your reporting. When we go into an organization and we see this, we we start to talk about it. Like, what? why is it? And usually the reason comes back to the data doesn't match. We're looking at our operating systems and they're telling us everything by project or by region or by geographic area. We can't match that up easily in our financial systems because our chart of accounts and our company structure doesn't change, doesn't match exactly the way that we operate the business. So how can you address that? You can keep doing spreadsheets or you can start thinking about master data management. And that is a subject for a few more episodes in the future. We'll have a lot to say about master data management. I just want to give a little teaser for that today. But until, we, until you're ready for that, what can you do? So as a minimum, if you have a lot of spreadsheets and you're facing some of these problems where you're siloed and you have mismatching data from a granularity perspective or naming perspective, disconnected systems, the first thing you want to do is document where are we using spreadsheets? What are we using them for? Are we using them for one-off analysis or are we using for them for routine, monthly, quarterly, or annual reports? Document whatever the answers are. It doesn't matter. Just document it. Second thing you want to document is, okay, how does the data get into the spreadsheet? What are the input? What are those sources? And you can do this manually the same way that a small business does. A big business can do it. It just takes more time, but document how's that data getting in there? What's the source of it? And how frequently do you go grab it from that source to make sure that it's up to date? Third, then think about, okay, do changes to the data happen in the spreadsheet? Who is authorized to update something in the spreadsheet to do some kind of a transformation or a calculation or a, or a manipulation of the data? Not manipulation in a you know, an illegitimate way, just manipulation in the this isn't this doesn't tell the story that we need to tell. This isn't a real reflection of our business. Who's authorized to do that? How do they do it? What are the rules that are followed? Document all of that as part of your package that goes around this spreadsheet. And then finally, okay, having done all that, having created this this view of the business through your spreadsheets that you've documented thoroughly. Are there any updates, data updates that have to be made back in those source systems so that the data keeps track of it, keeps pace with itself? You've updated things in the spreadsheet. You're reporting on certain things. You're going to update that every month or every quarter or every year. But how does it change back in the source systems? And what's the process for doing that? document the process, document that it happened. So until you're ready for MDM, all of this, all these steps that happened today, if you're documenting them, if you're checking them, if you're keeping track of who's doing what, you can rely on the data from your spreadsheets more than just trusting that the person who did it got it right. Probably the person who did it got it right. I'm not just, I'm not saying they aren't, but when it comes to an audit or a discovery or some you know, somebody asking you, how did you do this? Why did you do this? You want more than I'm sure Lee did it right. 
You want the documentation. Here's our process. Here's how we've done it. And here's our proof. I agree with all that. And I did do it right. So I, uh, you could be confident in that. But I think you're absolutely like, right. As long as you're documenting all of these pieces and your supervisor knows it, your manager knows it, like your department knows these are the official procedures that you're following for some of these things. Now you're reducing some of your risk as well. More people than just you know it in your organization. Exactly. And the documentation is available. People know where to look for that as well. Uh, it becomes part of your records of this process. Also, bonus, doing all that work of documenting everything and the ins and the outs and the changes and all of that, that's going to be really good baseline work before you're ready to take on an MDM solution, a master data management solution. So you'll be ahead of the game. I think that's good stuff, Maura. That's definitely a couple of things there that we mentioned that could be masked by the use of spreadsheets in your organization. If you have any questions, please send us an email at info at trailblazer.us.com or look us up on the web at www.trailblazer.us.com. Thank you for listening and please tune in to our next episode. Also, if you like this episode, please be a champion and share it with people in your social media network. As always, we appreciate you, the listeners. Special thanks goes to Jason Blake, who created our intro music. Thanks, Lee, and thanks, everyone. Talk to you again soon.